Welcome back to the Mowing in the Light podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter, and welcome to another Faith Friday episode. Guys, the Faith Friday episodes are all about diving into God's Word, learning what He has for us, and we have been going through the book of Romans in the Bible. We've been going chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and so we're just going to continue with that today. We're going to be in Romans chapter 11. So if you have your Bible, if you're at home listening or watching or whatever, grab your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 11. But first, I want to talk a little bit about my day. Today was not really a crazy day, but we've been doing leaf cleanups here like everywhere else. But our leaves fell early this year, so I've been mulching a lot of leaves. Uh, normally, I can mulch them just over the course of a couple weeks, but they've all seemed to basically drop all at the same time. So I'm mulching massive amounts of leaves. Well, I had to do that today and it wasn't necessarily anything bad about it or anything. It was just a laborious mulching leaves kind of day. Let's jump into today's Faith Friday episode, shall we? Without any more further ado, no more chit-chat. We can do that on other episodes. We're going to jump into the Word of God today. Romans chapter 11. I'm reading out of the NASB, and so if you have a different translation, that's great. That just means that you're going to get a different perspective on what's being said here in the Word of God in Romans chapter 11. Now, I say this in every episode. I am not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to Bible school. I haven't been to seminary. None of that stuff. I just enjoy the Word of God. I like to share it with other people. And this is what I felt called to do with the platform that I have, is to do a faith-based episode every week. So that is what I am doing with that call that I felt. So without any further ado, let's jump into Romans chapter 11. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be. For I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they are seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In the same way, then, there has also come to be, at the present time, a remnant according to God's gracious choice. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. What then? What Israel is seeking, it has not obtained. I'm sorry, let me go back. What then? What Israel is seeking, it has not obtained. But those who were chosen obtained it. And the rest were hardened, just as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. And David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block 
and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened to see not, and bend their backs forever. I say then, they did not stumble as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now, if their transgression is riches for the world, and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will will their fulfillment be? But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles, inasmuch then as I am an apostle of Gentiles, I magnify my ministry, if somehow I might move to jealousy my fellow countrymen and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life for the dead? I say then, they did not stumble as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now if their transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will will their fulfillment be? But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles, inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry, if somehow I might move to jealousy my fellow countrymen and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a whole olive, were grafted in among them and became partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember that it it is not you who supports the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Quite right, they were broken off for their unbelief, but you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited, but fear, for if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Behold then the kindness and severity of God. To those who fell, severity, but to you, God's kindness if you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more Will these who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and so all Israel will be saved just as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them, 
when I take away their sins. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may now be shown mercy. For God has shut up all in disobedience, so that he may show mercy to all. O oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and unfathomable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became his counselor? Or who has first given to him, that it might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. All right, so let's go back up to verse 1. You guys probably will not hear some of the stumbles that I did in the reading of this passage, but there was a lot of stumbling over the words and the way the NASB is written. I am used to the NIV, and so it, it was a real struggle to get through it, but uh, I did make it through to the very end. I know this was a long chapter, especially for the book of Romans, but it has to be all read together because it's all one unit. Uh, it, it wouldn't make sense to split it up into two. So let's go back to verse one. Let's read that again, and we will go verse by verse through this and uh, kind of break down what Paul is saying here to the church of Rome. All right, verse one. I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? May it never be. For I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. So Paul, this isn't the only place in the Bible where Paul talks about uh, who he is descended from. Paul is an Israelite and he's from the tribe of Benjamin and he's descended from Abraham. The, the main tribe in Israel is Benjamin. If you wanted to be from a tribe of Israel, you wanted to be from Benjamin. There are many kings that came from Benjamin. Jesus came from the tribe of Benjamin. It, you just want to be from the tribe of Benjamin. It is it is important <laughs> to, to a lot of people. So uh, you wanted to be from that particular tribe. It was the best tribe, I guess. Verse 2. God has not rejected his people, whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? So back in Elijah, uh, there was a, a drought. I believe this is Elijah and not Elisha. I sometimes get the two mixed up. But there was a drought and God was pleading to to. Uh, basically destroy Israel because they were just such a wicked people. Um, so starting kind of back at the beginning of verse two, God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. So God chose the, the, the Israelites. 
He chose them from the beginning. So he has not rejected them. That's what Paul is saying here. He has not rejected his people. And he's saying that even when Elijah pled with God to to destroy Israel, God would not do it because they are his chosen people. Verse 3, Lord, they have killed your prophets. This is what Elijah said to the Lord. Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they are seeking my life. So the Israelites were seeking to kill Elijah, and uh, he was upset about it, and rightfully so. (laughs) Uh, Verse 4, but what is the divide What is the divine response to him? And this is uh, the Lord speaking to Elijah. I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So Israel had fallen into Baal worship. Baal was an idol. And so, but God had saved himself out. 7,000 men is what he's saying here that did not fall into worshiping Baal. Verse 5. In the same way, then, there has also come to be, at the present time, a remnant according to God's gracious choice. So now there's a group of people that God has chosen. That's what Paul is saying here. In the same way, then, there has also come to be, at the present time, so this time, when he's talking, when Paul is writing this, at this time, a remnant according to God's gracious choice. God chose them. Okay, verse 6. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. So what Paul is saying here is that Israel had a works, a works doctrine where they had to do sacrifices and all this stuff. If you, We went over this last week in chapter 10 when we went through Romans chapter 10. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to Romans chapter 10. I would encourage you even to go back all the way to the beginning when we started Romans, which is 11 weeks ago now, probably more than 11 weeks ago, and, and follow up all the way to this point so you really get the whole context of Paul's letter here to the church at Rome. But what we're, what we're, let me go back here. I lost my spot here. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. So like I was saying, Israel had a works-based doctrine. And what Paul is saying here is that the faith is no longer by works. It is by grace that you can't get to heaven through works anymore. God is not going to forgive your sins with these sacrifices anymore. He He sent Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the final sacrifice. He's no longer, you no longer have to make any blood sacrifices. Jesus was the last one. All right. Let's keep going here. Verse 7. What then? What Israel is seeking, it has not obtained. So he's saying, Israel's seeking something and they have not obtained it. They're seeking seeking to go to heaven, I, I would assume, and they have not attained it. They have not attained grace. 
They're seeking grace, but they have not attained it. But those who were chosen obtained it. So this is a new group. We don't know who this group is yet. But those who were chosen obtained it, and the rest were hardened. So there's a group of the whole of this group that has attained this grace, and the rest have been hardened. Their hearts have been hardened. They have turned away from God. Okay, verse 8. Just as, as it is written. I don't know why I always have a hard time saying just as it is written. I want to blend it all together and I get it all jumbled up. Okay, verse 8. Just as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor. Like you're drunk, kind of. Eyes to see not. or I'm sorry. Eyes to see not and ears to hear not, down to this very day. So this very day that Paul's writing this, until today. Okay, so this was written, I have no idea how many years ago, and still to this day, Israel does not have ears to hear or eyes to see that Jesus Christ came to forgive sins. He was the last sacrifice. They have not seen that. They're blind to it. Verse 9. And David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap, and a stumbling block and a retribution to them. Verse 10. Let their eyes be darkened to see not, and bend their backs forever. Okay, so I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. So I'm going to look at my trusty commentary here real quick. Let's see here. The commentary says, which is the Believer's Bible Commentary. Uh, usually when I mention the Bible commentary, I will leave it in the notes below. A link to it on Amazon where you can go and buy this if you'd like. It's the Believer's Bible Commentary. Um, this is the only one that I have, uh, but it's good. It's good. It's the whole Bible in one volume. Uh, it is written by William MacDonald. Okay, now that I gave that little plug there, you can go pick it up if you want. I'll leave a link down in the description below. Uh, let's see. Verse 9. David, too, anticipated the judgment of God of, God of Israel. In Psalm 69, 22, 23, he described... The rejected Savior as calling on God to turn their table into a snare and a trap. The table here means the sum total of the privileges and blessings which follow through which flowed through Christ. What should have been a blessing was turned into a curse. Okay? So that's what kind of that verse verse nine and ten there means. Alright, let's keep going down here. Verse eleven. I say then, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. All right, so Israelites, let's, let's read this again and put it into the right context here. Verse 11, I say then, they, Israel, did not stumble as, as to fall, did they? May it never be. So they, they didn't fall away. Israel didn't fall away. Okay? But by Israel's transgression, worshiping Baal, salvation 
has come to the Gentiles, that's you and I, that's anyone who's not an Israelite, to make them jealous, to make Israel jealous. Verse 12, now if their transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? So what, he, what Paul is at, saying here is Israel's transgression is riches for the Gentiles because we are now grafted in. And we'll read that later. Verse 13. But I am speaking to you who are Gentiles. Inasmuch then as I am an apostle of Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. Verse 14. If somehow I might move to jealousy my fellow countrymen and save some of them. So Paul wants Israel to be jealous of the church. He wants Israel to see the salvation that is coming to the Gentiles and for Israel to be jealous. He desires that because he wants to save some of his fellow countrymen, people that he loves. Verse 15, For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead. Let me read that again just so I get a good understanding. Verse 15, For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, so if since they rejected God, their reconciliation has been offered to the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? So if they accept, if they accept this reconciliation... They can have life from the dead, is what Paul is saying here. Verse 16, if the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. So he's just giving an analogy here of a lump of dough. If you take a piece off of that, that lump is holy. You take a piece off, wouldn't that piece be holy as well? Of course. Of course it would. Same with the tree. And he brings the, the tree analogy in here. And if the root is holy, the branches are holy too. All right. Verse 17. But if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive were grafted in among them and became partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree. Verse 18. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root who supports you. So what Paul is saying here to the Gentiles, because he's speaking to the Romans, don't look down on Israel because you have this grace from Jesus Christ and Israel does not. Because Israel is the root of your salvation. They are the reason that you have been offered this gift of salvation. They are the reason you are able to be grafted in. So do not look down on Israel because they are the root structure of this tree that you are grafted into. Don't be arrogant towards the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root but the root who supports you. So we as, as Christians, we don't support 
the roots. We don't support Israel. Israel supports us. We get our nourishment because of Israel. Okay? Verse 19. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Verse 20. Quite right. They were broken off for their unbelief. But you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited, but fear. All right, so verse 19 again, you, you will say then branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Yes, some of Israel was broken off. Some people fell away. They were broken off for their unbelief. But you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited, but fear. Fear that root. Verse 21, for if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. So if you fall away, if you decide, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to believe in this God anymore. You know, I, I thought I believed when I was a kid. I, I don't want to believe anymore. You are broken off. The branches are broken off and he will not spare you either. Verse 22, behold then the kindness and severity of God. God is kind to graft us in. He is severe to break us off. Do you see what Paul is saying here? Let's continue in verse 22. Um, Behold then the kindness and severity of God. To those who fell, severity broken off. But to you, God's kindness to Gentiles, if you continue in his kindness, otherwise you also will be cut off. You will be broken off. If you decide, I'm going to throw this grace in the dirt. I don't want to believe in God anymore. And we've seen this in our in the Christian culture, the Christian church today. We've seen big name people walk away from their faith. They are being broken off of the tree. They were grafted in. Now they're being broken off. That is what Paul is saying here. They have rejected God. And so they're a dead branch. They're a dead branch. They were grafted in. They didn't take. They didn't quite take. So God breaks them off so that the rest of the branches can be nourished, can have more nourishment. All right, uh, let's see. Verse 23. And they also, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. So, yes, they're broken off. But Paul is saying, but God, if they come back, if they do not continue in their unbelief, God will graft them in again. That's what he's saying here. Maybe he's talking about Israel, but I think he's talking about both. Israel and the Gentiles. This is that whole forgiveness thing of 70 times 7. I mean, it's endless. It's not just 70 times 7. It's endless. He's continually 
breaking off and grafting back in and gra- breaking off and grafting back in. He'll gra- graft us back in again when we come back from that unbelief. I used, I believed when I was a kid. I believed. And then a couple years back, I just, I don't know, I had major doubt. And I nearly became an atheist. And I, I somehow, through God's word, through his grace, I made it back. And I feel like I was broken off and I was grafted back in. That's what I feel like. It expresses it well. Verse 24. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, so you were wild and you were broken off of that and you were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree. So this verse right here, I believe, is talking about Israel, the, the, the natural olive tree. Israel, the natural olive tree. I believe that's what he's saying. How much more will they be grafted into their own olive tree? Verse 25. For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of the mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So, the the hardening of the heart for Israel, from what Paul is saying here, is only until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, until all the other all the rest of the world hears and has a chance to accept or reject God. That's what I think he's saying there. Verse 26, And so all Israel will be saved, just as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodlessness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. So all Israel will be saved. That's what, he, that's what he's saying. And, and you have to take the word of God as what it says. Um, I'm not trying to read into or make the word of God say things that it doesn't say. All right, verse 28. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. So Israel is enemies of God for our sake, for Gentiles' sake. But... From the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. God still loves Israel. He still loves them. And so from the standpoint of the gospel, Israel is enemies of God for our sake, for Gentiles' sake. From the standpoint of God's choice, though, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. God chose Israel. They are his chosen people. He loves them. They will all be saved. Verse 29. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. You can't get rid of them. You can't. Once God gives you a gift, you can't get rid of it. 
Verse 30, For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience. Let me read that again. Verse 30, For just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience. 31, So these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may now be shown mercy. So he's, he's blending the two again, Israel and Gentiles. All right. For just as you once were disobedient to God, Gentiles, you Gentiles were once disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their, Israel's, disobedience. So these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, Gentiles, they, also, they, Israel, also may now be shown mercy. We're shown the same mercy. God shows us mercy by their disobedience, and because of our mercy, he shows them mercy. It's pretty amazing. Verse 32, For God has shut up all in disobedience, so that he may show mercy to all. Mic drop. I mean, God has shut up all in disobedience so that he may show all mercy, or show mercy to all. Verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. We see that in this chapter. It's it, it's like this circular thing that we see here in the last verse, the last couple of verses, like Israel sinned, so God showed us mercy. God showed us mercy so he can show Israel mercy. It, it's this circular thing. Oh, the depths of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, to know this, to be able to see this, that we can be grafted in to God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. Verse 34, For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who became his counselor? Who knows God's mind? Who counsels God? Nobody. 35. Or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? You can't give to God and pay it back to him again. You can't. He gives to us. Verse 36. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. For from him, this is that circular thing again, for from him and through him and to him are all things. Every single thing on earth was created to bring God glory. Every single 
thing was created to bring God glory. That's part of the catechism that I have been going through with my, my boys here at home. Is that everything that God created was created to bring Him glory. And that's why we see this circle, this circle that Paul is helping us understand in this passage. You might have to go back and reread this again and again and again to really understand it and grasp it because Paul can use this circular talking and it gets confusing. But if you can see it, if you read it slow, and you can see that he's talking about Israel, and then he's talking to the Gentiles, and then it starts. You start to see this circle form. That oh wow, Israel fell away. God offers mercy to the Gentiles. Because God offers mercy to the Gentiles, God offers mercy to Israel. And all of Israel will be saved, is what, is what Paul says here. It's amazing. Just, it, it's amazing the depth that is in this passage. I'm sure there's way more that I could bring out of it. But I just, I'm just bringing out the surface of what Paul is saying here. Just that we can be grafted into the family of God. The tree that is God. We can be grafted into that family, the family tree of God. And if we fall away, if we decide that I don't want to follow God anymore, he breaks us off and lays us on the ground. He doesn't burn us up in the fire, doesn't say that here. What it says here is that when, if we come back, he will graft us into the tree again. Time and time and time again. That's amazing. That is grace right there. Paul is showing us grace through this analogy of grafting in. And it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Guys, that ends Romans chapter 8. And I'm so glad that if you stuck around this far, I'm so glad that you did. Uh, there's just so much in these in these chapters that we could bring out. I'm just basically scratching the surface, just getting down to the enamel. You know, I mean, there's so much more that we could probably dive into if I had the time to do an in-depth study verse by verse on this stuff, but I, I don't have that kind of time. So uh, this is what I got for you today. I hope this blessed your heart. I hope this spoke to you today. Um, this grafting in that you can be grafted in that God's mercy is there. And if you fall away, it, it's there again. And he will graft you back into that tree. It, it, it's amazing. That's good news, guys. That's the good news of the gospel. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you would, follow the podcast so that you're, you see these episodes every time they come out. I would love for you to follow the podcast. And if you would, there's also a separate uh, Mowing in the Light 
Lawn Care Podcast, wherever you find podcasts. These Faith Friday episodes are all on there. Now, I haven't moved over the earlier ones. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not, at least not until I'm done with Romans, because it will put it all out of order if I do it that way, because I can't get them in order. So uh, the Romans ones, I, I'm just I put it started putting them on two weeks ago, so now they're, we're going to finish out Romans, and then we're probably going to jump to 1 John, and we're going to go through that. So um, once we do that, then it will start being in order, but for now, uh, the, the Mowing in the Light Lawn Care Podcast, you can find that wherever you find podcasts, and it will only have the Faith Friday episodes on it. So you don't have to listen to the lawn care stuff if you don't want to during the week. You can just listen to the Faith Friday stuff. I'm going to continue posting the Faith Friday episodes here on the Mowing in the Dark podcast as well. But if you just want to hear the Faith Friday episodes, you can head over to the Mowing in the Light lawn care podcast. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And I will see you next week for another Faith Friday episode.